It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Court today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 86 and your pet questions are welcome because Jane Pickett is here uh, from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Well, she's not in studio, but she's on the phone anyhow. Good afternoon to you, Jane. <laughs> Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm fine and thanks for joining us. And yesterday was International Dog Day. And before we get into the questions we have in there, there was an interesting, uh, famous breeds of Irish dogs were mentioned. But it was interesting to see uh, the type of dogs we keep here in Ireland. I mean, Labrador is still mm-hmm. a very popular. Uh, Cocker Spaniel, I think, came out nearly on, on top of our list. And obviously Jack Russell. So uh, we, as, as a nation, we're dog lovers, but we seem to be going along the same trend over the last number of years when it comes to the type of dogs we do keep. Absolutely, and I think it's really interesting. I think there's the the good old breeds that are we see year on year there, like you say, the Labradors, uh, Golden Retrievers, Cocker Spaniels, etc. But I suppose from a, the point of view of what we see walking into our clinic, it's really changed in the last few years. So we're seeing a lot more of, let's say, what we call the the posh cross breeds, which are like the Cocker Poos and the, and the Jugs, things like that. So really interesting mixes like that. And we're also seeing a little bit of a, a an increase in, let's say, the flatter-faced breeds. And that's a little bit of a worrisome trend because sometimes they can have, have struggles with their breathing. So good and good and positive change in some cases, but not so good change in others. But um, we love seeing them all walking through our doors, all shapes and sizes. Yeah, and yesterday people were sharing their photos on social media of their dogs. So good to see that and good to see people caring about dogs. Absolutely. We always hear the, the opposite stories, I suppose, on the show of um, the mistreatment of dogs. So good, good to see that yesterday, anyhow, for International Dog Day. Now, let's get into uh, questions that have come in. Keep those coming. 1850 And this is from Chris. And Chris is asking, uh, he has a female cat he wants to know at what age can he get his cat spayed okay so cats can be spayed from quite a young age and I think certainly it's definitely the responsible choice well done for considering that because we have enough kind of uh, unwanted kittens unfortunately in the countryside so it's quite good to do our bit to control the growing cat population Um, cats can actually become pregnant quite young in life depending on their development some of them can even become as pregnant from as young as four to five months of age so getting in there quite early is important but it's a balancing act so we want to make sure they're they're big and bold enough to undergo surgery at that point so the best thing I would suggest is have a chat to your local vet we all have our own preferences as to, to what size or weight we'd like them to reach before undergoing the operation but normally they will be about five, six months of age. Um, It's never too late to do it as well. If your cat's much older, a few years older, even older than that, 
it's still a good, really responsible choice to make because they still have the potential to, to give birth and bear litters well into their, their advancing years. So have a chat to your vet. You can get it done nice and early, five, six months as usual, but have a chat to, to your local vet about their preferences. But um, if we're a little bit older, I'd say definitely get it done. And we'll stay on cats. And uh, this question, I'm not sure how you're going to answer this one, but this is to do with Mary, who's been on about her cat that keeps killing birds. What can she do about her particular cat? And I'm sure she's not the only cat that keeps killing birds. Oh, no, it's a little bit heartbreaking. My heart goes out to you because I, I once had a had a cat that was very intent on following its instincts and killing small creatures. And I, I hated it. They present them to you like a present, uh, a peace offering almost. And it broke my heart. Um, so it's really difficult to stop them because it is it is part of their hunting instinct. Ways that you can try and allay the risk to the, the beautiful birds around you are um, have your cat wear a collar, but be really careful with the kind of collar that they wear. So make sure that it has, a let's say, a safety mechanism where it can snap open very easily because the last thing we want to do is the cat to get stuck and kind of stuck by the neck with the collar on anywhere, particularly if they're out and about. But to that collar, Attach not just one bell, but many bells. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cat colours will come with one singular bell that makes a nice little tinkle. My cat had five and six bells on it. Uh, and, you know, he'd trot around the house then making an absolute racket. So I used to take it off when he was inside. But it at least gives the birds a little bit of advance warning. So they have a noise because cats are incredibly stealthy, incredibly good hunters. So any kind of warning you can give to the birds is a plus. And also on that note, if you can try and kind of vent a little bit of that hunting instinct in the cat, that would be great. So ways that you can do that are engaging and play with the cat. So there's lots of kind of toys that they can chase or let's say little things on a string and a rod that you can play with them and they can pounce and stalk and it kind of vents their instinctual need to display those behaviours and it's really good for them because it's great exercise. But you might find that if you play with your cat a bit, it might reduce down the amount of time they spend outside trying to, to vent their hunting instincts and kill all the small small animals. So yeah, because the cat will sit there, won't they, for, for a long while watching the birds. I mean, they could sit there for a half an hour or more just watching oh, yeah. the birds. Sure. And unless they move, the bed is a good idea because at least the birds will be uh, will be distracted. And I know there's something nearby. I know where I live, there's a lot of trees behind me and you can see the cats just waiting for, for the birds to, to come out. They have the patience of the saints. They really do. They'll try and pick their moments. And they'll just have a steely focus on on whatever creature they're stalking. So they are incredibly good hunters. But yes, they they do have the gift of patience. Okay, let's go back to dogs on this one. This is Kathleen, uh, Jane. And Kathleen has a Bichon who was eight years old. Now, the Bichon is biting his toes only over the last week or so. They haven't changed his diet or done anything new like that. So why could this be? Okay, there's a number of reasons for that. Generally, if we see them biting the toes, it's generally that the pet is quite itchy. Um, so usually it's, it's like us biting our fingernails. It's the easiest bit that they can reach on their body, if you can imagine that. So a lot of the time, the whole body might be itchy, but they'll be able to, to vent that a little bit by licking and, and biting at their toes. So that's where we normally see it appearing first. It could be behavioural. It could just be boredom, but it, it's very unlikely in my experience. Usually there's a reason behind it. Now, I think with itching, the best thing to do is cover the basics first. So it sounds like our owner's done a good job in thinking about what's going on in the background so there'd be no changes in diet um, that might cause a skin irritation. But make sure you're up to date on your flea, mite, lice and tick treatment. So depending on what product you use, it might be monthly or up to three months. It really depends on what product you use. So have a chat to your vet if you're unsure. 
make sure you're up to date with that. Because even if you can't see kind of crawling creatures on the surface of the coat, a lot of them will live in the environment. Hop on, uh, do a little bite, cause the, the skin to get very irritated and hop off again. So there might be actually very little you can see on the coat as, as a sign that there might be an unwelcome, creepy visitor. So make sure you're up to date with your, your parasite treatment. But what I would say is comfort is the main thing. The last thing we want to do is have, have your little dog um, be stressed and, and yourself to be stressed as well about them, them being worried about their feet. So I'd visit your vet. They may need to do some basic tests or even just a physical exam just to fully assess what the problem is and try and get to the bottom of it for you. Okay, and we'll go back to cats because Mary is in Dunmanway. Now, she has got stray cats. She wants to know if she gets them neutered, will they remain quiet? Mm. <laughs> Potentially. I think the thing is with neutering, sometimes it can, let's say, calm them down because, let's say, their testosterone fueled need to, to wander around to find the ladies might be a little bit dampened down if they've been uh, if they've been neutered. What I would say is, in my experience, I don't find that it makes a huge difference to their, let's say, their personality. That's one thing people always worry about is a change in their personality. And I, I would say, no, it's unlikely. I think a cat being quiet or quite active is, is really generally more personality dependent. But certainly we do know that neutering male cats in particular, as well as the females, can stop them wandering less which is safer for them because a cat wandering along the road is never a very safe thing for them with the traffic. So it's definitely worth doing. Okay, and this is from Avril. Now, Avril has a dog who she feels is heartbroken because her other dog was put down recently. She knows her her own dog now is is, is heartbroken. He keeps whining. He won't eat properly. He used to love milk and he won't drink that either. Uh, Any advice on what you can do in this situation? Uh, this is a really tough one. Um, I really think that we underestimate certainly the grieving process in our animals. They definitely go through it very much the same as we do. Um, for that pet and, and yourself, it's a tough time because you've you both lost a, a friend in the household. So there will be an adjustment period. I think it's not unusual to have a pet, let's say, be a little bit off in themselves, maybe not have as fabulous an appetite or not be as wanting to be as active or jolly around the house if they've lost a, a companion. Um, as long as they're otherwise healthy in themselves, it's most likely the grieving process. Just watch out for any warning signs or changes in, let's say, their uh, or any signs like vomiting or diarrhea that might signal an underlying illness. But I think it does sound like like grief to me. Things that you can do are try and be a little active, particularly outdoors if you can. Very much like us, going out in the daylight is a really good thing. Um, and certainly going for walks, seeing the great outdoors, a little bit of distraction is certainly no harm for them. It just kind of gives them back their lust for life a little bit. What I would say is it's going to be time. It's just going to take time. And I think I, one thing I would say is I wouldn't rush into getting a, another pet straight away. And that, that's what I see a, a lot of people doing sometimes. Certainly once you're ready, absolutely, if that's the decision for you. But I, I wouldn't rush to, let's say, get another pet for company for the, this pet that's all alone now. Because sometimes that can just change the balance and they may not be ready to have another pet in that household. So just give them time to grieve, spend lots of time with them, a little bit of distraction and, and things should settle down eventually.
Okay, this is from uh, Isha has a dog. Now his leg, uh, the side of his leg is cut. She doesn't know where he cut it or how he cut it. He's a Labrador, nine years old. Uh, but while she thought it was healing, it looks like the wound has reopened again and it looks like the skin is now disappearing around this particular cut. Any advice on what she should do? She's going to go to her vet, but can she do uh, something in the meantime? Because he doesn't seem to be in pain or anything and his acting is normal, but she's worried about this cut and obviously enough worried about infection. Absolutely, and I think I, I'd be right there with her. I'd be concerned about infection, depending on what depending on what you're saying. Um, certainly, if a wound is initially healed and then reopens again, that's one thing we'd always be worried about. But also, if the wound's on the leg, if you imagine it's like being on her leg, it's in a, an area where there's going to be a lot of motion and a lot of tugging and pulling on the skin. So it's always a little bit more difficult to heal when it's on a limb rather than on the body. So what I would say is definitely you're making the right decision. Go to the vest. I, w- I would say... I'd, I'd get an appointment to ASAP if you can, just to put your own mind at rest and to make sure your pet is comfortable. I think if there is an open wound, it's likely that he is experiencing a bit of discomfort. It's it's like ourselves, really. But dogs and cats are incredibly stoic animals. They'll just kind of motor on and get on with it for as long as they can until they're really, really uncomfortable. So I, I would certainly prioritise going to your vet to get it dealt with, just for comfort's sake and to make sure things don't deteriorate further. Okay, and I suppose, again, when she's worried about infection, the risk that that could set in doesn't mean it always will set in either, Jane, when there's a cut, but the risk is it could set in. Exactly, it could do, and I think certainly if there is any hint of infection there, and normally that would be something we'd see as a little bit oozing or discharge, but sometimes we might not see that, and your vet will be the best person to judge that. Um, But certainly if, if a wound is reopened again, we'd always worry of something making the skin a bit more fragile. And very, very commonly, it's infection that's making the skin a bit more fragile. So I, I think it needs to, it needs to be dealt with. Okay, Jane, for the moment, thank you for that. We'll chat to you again next Thursday. That is Jane Pickett there of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, answering your pet questions this Thursday. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.